You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're them damn Indians. So last week we talked about the city council member who was being brought up on charges of fraud and bribery, right? So that dude is not alone. And I, I was kind of thinking, you know, and, and everybody can go back and listen to our segment available wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. Uh, but we talked about uh, this Democrat that was in there last year and she was removed from office. Who's black? The, the Republican who just got in, he's black. But now their third city council person has been brought up on corruption charges. He's white. P.G. Sittenfeld. Uh, was once thought to have a bright political future representing the new generation of leaders. Uh, the front runner to be city Cincinnati's next mayor was arrested at his home this week by federal agents for allegedly accepting $40,000 in bribes, casting his once bright political future into doubt and further tainting a city council beset by corruption charges. Alexander Sittenfield, Sittenfeld, known as P.G., is charged with two counts of honest services wire fraud, bribery, and attempted extortion, federal prosecutors said. He is the third member of the Cincinnati's nine-member city council to be arrested this year on federal corruption charges. Uh, prosecutors said his arrest is related to a downtown development project that an undercover agent posing as a real estate investor wanted to get off the ground. Sittenfield faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. So this is all part of the same sting. Yeah. So uh, how many out, out of nine? Three. That's a third. Three out of nine? Of your city councilors. Of their... <laughs> That's not good numbers. What are the odds? What are the odds that somebody else is another one of them are involved? It's. Uh, I bet you it's probably pretty high. I mean, is this a, is this a thing where everybody else like? You may see the next the the next thing you see is one of the city council members committing suicide or something. You know what I mean? Like political suicide. Uh, David Niven, who uh, he's a political pundit he also um he teaches poli sci at the university of cincinnati his opinion is he had a clear path to the mayor's office he presented himself as the young the next the newest the best and the brightest in politics he offered what seemed like a new cleaner politic but obviously the allegations are more of the old yeah Oh, man. Every successful developer and business leader in Cincinnati has already placed bets with me. Placed their bets with me, Sittenfell, who ran unsuccessfully for U.S. Senate in 2016, told the undercover agents, I can move more votes than any other single person. Many of his council colleagues would not argue that point, although it may not matter anymore. And so it goes on. And it talks about uh, the other cases where uh, Tamaya Dennard, Dennard, 40, Democrat, pled guilty in June. And now uh, Republican Councilman Jeff Pastor, who we talked about, they charged him last week with, 10, with a 10-count indictment for bribery, extortion, money laundering, and fraud. 
and now this guy. And it all seems like it's part of the same, it's all part of the same sting. Yeah, and this is, I don't know if this is something that they're cracking down on nationwide or what it is, but, um, you know, we just saw the principal chief of one of these big tribes out of state get busted for something along the same lines, right? Yes. And, you know, trying to trying to um, bribe and kind of get these contracts and stuff like that, so... I'm wondering if this is a bigger, like, um, I don't know, focus by the FBI or something. This is something that, you know, that they decided that they were going to go into. I think when it's blatant corruption like that, you kind of have to follow through with it, don't you? Well, I mean, these dominoes. Isn't it like, it's it's all like real estate development, right? Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the... I wonder if that was the focus of this of these investigations. Like that's really what they're doing is trying to wipe out this widespread corruption in construction, which is we know is a problem with the tribes for here sure. in Oklahoma. So maybe this is something that could leak back, and you know, maybe some of these. Uh, tribal leaders who have been throwing contracts certain ways, maybe maybe they'll, you know, face the, lead, uh, face the music on some of this stuff. You know, I just don't know how deep that goes with the tribes, though. Because especially with tribes that have their own courts and things yeah. like that. Um, and, and two... You know, I guess it it would all have to really stem around misappropriated federal funds. Because tribal funds, they're not really regulated like that. You know, those are that that's for the tribe to handle, but federal funds, if they're misappropriating federal funds and doing nefarious things with those, then yeah, I absolutely think that that opens them up to prosecution. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, in I guess, like you said, it's on a uh, tribe-to-tribe basis as far as what their laws stipulate, you know, all of that. But even at the same time, even if you're you're using your own tribal funds, you're not going to be able to lawfully, you know, bribe public officials or, you know, stuff like that. Right. Well, you're not you're going to have the scruples not to you're going to have the ethics not to bribe and do all that. But I mean, you know, this was covered. We're talking about tribal leaders who don't have ethics. So, you know what I mean? Like people who who uh, own, you know, kind of the silent owner of some construction company, but they're also the. Uh, treasurer or the vice president or whatever at the tribe and so just so happens that they're they're you know their uh, construction company gets every every construction job on that on that tribal you know that tribal land regardless of if it's federal funds or if it's just tribal money right I mean it's always the same people that get those get those bids and a lot of times they pay way more than what they should have for that shit when you really see the numbers 
Oh yeah, and 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 you're right. I mean, it's like people see it. I mean, a lot of people see it. Contractors see it. Consultants see it. It's like, oh, these are grant funds. So there's a threshold. There's a threshold to up to what you can charge for this. There's budgetary constraints to everything, but those constraints can actually be very high. And so if a small company, say, is used to having $10,000 jobs, but they can now charge $100,000 for a $10,000 job, and whoever is administering this money at the tribe knows that, and they're in cahoots, you know what I mean? There, There's all mm -hmm. kinds of ways. There's all kinds of ways. And who can call somebody on that? You got to have a process in place. If the process wasn't followed, then, you well, know. And that's, you know, and that's having accountability. That's, you know, making sure that things are being run right at your tribe. You know, that goes back to having some kind of accountability for your leadership. Which we know that a lot of, you know, a lot of tribal members just, they don't feel like they have any accountability for their leadership. Is there, though? <laughs> Is there no. anything in place? And, and, and we talk about this all the time. Even when there are things in place, the, the lesser successful tribes don't prosecute. They no. don't. They're, they don't have any teeth to their laws, to their regulations, to their policies. These larger tribes, even, even some of the smaller tribes who enforce their stuff, who enforce those laws and policies and things like that, they become way more successful because they put the example out right up front. You don't get to do anything against us or we'll prosecute you or you'll be out or we'll fire you or, you know, different things like that. They do these things and they mean them. There are a lot of tribes out there who, if it wasn't for nepotism, half of their, half of their tribal members wouldn't even have a job. Couldn't even get a job. Yeah, not qualified, not uh, not educated, nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just a common that's a common occurrence. And so, where's the fix? The fix is well, we implement better policies, but it you know you can implement all the policies and laws if you want. If people aren't going to follow them, and if those aren't going to be enforced then why waste your time doing that at all? It's a free-for-all already. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, don't, if you don't follow your own rules, your own policy, then, I mean, that's anarchy, you know? So. I guess that's pretty much where we're at, right? In travel, in travel politics, it's like anything goes because every tribe is their own well and and let's break it down a little bit farther and look within these tribes we can look within our own respective tribes and see tribalism you know we have oh, yeah. Pawnees have four different bands they take those bands very seriously so there's there's even just that we still have a chief system in place within the Pawnee Nation you know, so that's that's how seriously we take our bands. Yeah, and the Shine the Shine Rapo 
you know, they still have a, a lot, like a, I don't even know how many chiefs they have in in their separate tribes. You know what I mean? Because it it gets so so deep. You know, just like like what I just said. You know, the Cheyenne Arapaho tribes of Oklahoma are two completely separate tribes that were lumped together. The they're they're the Southern Cheyenne and the Southern Arapaho, whereas there's a Northern Cheyenne and a Northern Arapaho. And those are different, you know, different reservations. But they speak the same languages as the ones, you know, that kind of stuff. But, like, it's, it, it gets so far past that. Because then, then you do, you get into the societies. And then you have chiefs of different, you know, there's, there's quite a few different chiefs. And... You do, you get that, you get that, um, there's a lot of different, uh, smaller groups that, um, I guess kind of stick together or whatever. So there's that. And then there are tribes that don't even really, don't even really have that, but are still very politically fractured. The Kiowas. Yeah. Very fractured. And there's still there's still bands of Kiowas. They're just not official. Now they're hunger game districts, but they <laughs> they weren't before. But but the Kiowas have always been a very political people, a very um you know, fractioned people when it comes yeah, and, to politics. Well it's always been like that. You've always been described as either a Carnegie Kiowa, a Darko Kiowa, a Hover Kiowa, or like a Lawton Kiowa. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how you've been described your whole life. You know what I mean? Like And if you're from Carnegie, you. there's Carnegie Kiowas and then there's other Kiowas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like your I like your comment about um what did you say about them being low key mad that Darko's district won? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was I was wondering. I said, uh, I wonder, I wonder if Carnegie Kiowas be mad because you know, because Darko's uh, district one. <laughs> and they are, like, like, and they showed yeah, it. You know, you know, they believe that they should have been district number one. If it was all redrawn and everything, like, they were all this is district one, and then it would be like they would probably do it like a bullseye. The further away from uh, Carnegie you got. Uh, determine what district you were in. <laughs> district seven would still be District Seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all are just stuck out there. <laughs> Don't know nothing about what's going on here in Carnegie in the Daw. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter I mean, what tribe you're from. It's that way. Yeah. It's that way yeah, in every see tribe. <laughs> you see in every tribe. I mean, you see the people who live back home looking down on. Uh, the people who moved away and then the people who moved away looking down on the people who live back home and you know it's it's uh it's wild man it's a crazy like, circle I jerk how, i don't know how we got to this point but you know here we are and uh i don't know that we we just and we could just try to work together on some stuff and really work for a common goal these tribes could do a lot better 
Yes, indeed. Hopefully we'll get there. I mean, we're, we're starting to see these turns in our tribal leadership. I just hope it doesn't turn out like this dude in Cincinnati. Like, oh, everybody thought he was going to be the next best thing. Like the biggest, the brightest, the youngest, the most everything. And now he just committed political suicide by trying to shake all these people down. Yeah. And I mean, that's always a possibility, too. I mean, the way I look at it is. I'd rather take a chance with someone new and have them end up turning out to be a crook or, you know, having that chance of them turning out to be a crook than to reelect somebody who we already uh, suspect of being a crook. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd rather give somebody new a chance than somebody who already tore it. So, you know, but you know, this, is where, this is where we're at. This is why politics never ends. This is why the campaigning never ends. So now, I mean, and people aren't really looking at that in Cincinnati, just on the just on the basic political front, you've got to replace these people in your within your city council. City council. And um, so I wonder what the timeline is to for replacement, you know, to do replacements. Or is this something that they got to wait until this whole thing plays out and see who else gets thrown in jail on the city council? I would think. I would. I don't know. I would think that they would have to have a special election pretty quickly. I mean, I would think that they have a quorum or something to meet. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know what their city charter says or anything. But it's like I said, just on the political front, just at the bare bones, they're in an election cycle. Now, just because of that. And this has all happened without, you know, within the last couple of years. So it's going to be interesting. I wonder how their, how their uh, terms are set up and all that, how it usually runs. Like, are these, are these seats where one of these seats is just for another year and the other one's for like another three years or, you know what I mean? Like, are these, are these seats that, are they even going to have elections all together? Or, or maybe they were already in the works and replacing the last two people before this guy got thrown in. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, or, I, or, do you, or do you have to wait until they're actually convicted to remove them? Well, the, the one dude, the Republican dude, the black dude, he resigned. Oh, okay. So you can resign, you know. Yeah. So but I it, mean, if you're like disputing the charges or something, you're like, "No, nah, I didn't do this," or you know, whatever. I don't know. Like it, it's that's that's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting situation for a third of your city council to be um, being indicted on bribery charges. Yeah. And and who else was in on the scheme, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know this wasn't the local cops that busted him. So how many local cops were in on all this? At that point, though, at, at the at the development stage, though, it would have to be within the within the city government. That corruption would have to stem from the city government unless a cop brought it to them and was expecting kickbacks or a finder's fee or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just, 
Anytime you're paying people off, the cops seem to be involved. Amen. Amen, <laughs> brother. Amen. So, But we're going to continue to follow this story. This is really interesting to me, and we're going to see how how many more dominoes fall up yonder in Cincinnati. So yeah, and if you got if you got widespread corruption in your local government, there's a a damn good chance that that is, extends to your police force. That's very true. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're Indigenous, we're independent, and we are them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.